0: Welcome to another episode of Lyrically Provoked. I am your host, James Phillip. I take small pieces of song lyrics, parts of pop culture, and other pieces of literature and give you some different ideas and thoughts that maybe the original author didn't intend. You can follow me on Instagram or YouTube at jamesphillip313 or download these anywhere podcasts are available. That being said, let's jump on in. So on a recent episode, I gave a little idea about my process and how I, you know, I don't know, pre-production or whatever, figure out how I'm going to do an episode and give a couple ideas from listening to the song in my car or the studio and maybe something that sparked ideas throughout the years. And I listened to a song multiple times, but in this case, I've heard this song so many fucking times. One of my, you know, again, doing another favorite fucking song one of those songs that when it drops in the fucking club, everyone knows the words. Everyone's fucking singing it. And this time there is no. Well, I really don't ever do a script, so I can't just say this time. But this time 100% no script, no thoughts, no notes. I didn't send myself a text message or an email, or it's 100% I'm just going to look at the lyrics and just tell you what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking or what thoughts get inspired and that's how I usually do it but sometimes I do send myself a couple notes when I'm in the car and a certain line hits a certain way or you catch a certain vibe but this song has so many fucking lines in it I'm just gonna read until I find one that hits and just tell you what I'm feeling but this particular song is a Jay-Z track called Public Service Announcement and and if you don't like Jay-Z or rap you've probably heard this song, if not, pull this shit up on YouTube really quick, go give it a play, you know, welcome to fucking, you know, (laughs) the current modern times of Jay-Z, but uh, most of you probably heard this song at some point, but I'm looking through some lyrics and I could do a three hour episode on one song, never, not never, but this is one of those songs that's very rarely has so many lines that just hit. And, uh, I could, I could sit here all fucking day doing this one, but I'm looking at this line that goes, so that's what I'm going to do, take you back to the dude with the Lexus, fast forward to jewels and the necklace. So, for me anyways, that line resonates because I, uh, after I, you know, where I grew up, we didn't have much cast, same shit you've heard on fucking 10 other episodes, and, I think the first car like we were really broke broke and I ended up buying like a fucking Ford Escort or some shit. Um and a, and a fucking pothole on I-75 like swallowed it up. And after that I ended up like a Nissan Maxima or some shit. And I remember buying that car and it just from where I came from, having that car is like you made it. Like if you had a fucking Nissan Maxima it was like you fucking made it. Doesn't tell you where, you know, my neighborhood was like. And I remember driving that car home, and I felt like I was in a fucking spaceship. You know, I had leather and shit, you know, maybe 20, early 20s, very early twenty 2020, twenty, twenty one, 21, something like that, and, uh, shit, maybe even 19, I don't remember exactly, but I was fucking really young to have that car. I was crushing it in the tech world, and I was making a few bucks, so naturally, gotta get a fucking new ride, but, uh, you know, I remember driving that car and just feeling like I was in a fucking spaceship, and... I only kept that car for a little bit, and my next car was a Lexus, and I you know, again, get early 20s, um, running my tech consulting business, I'm consulting over at some other joint, and got them to, like, pick me up fucking full-time, plus I'm consulting, and I'm trying to start my recruiting company, so I got, you know, three or four things going on. Believe it or not, when you got that much shit going on, buying Lexus wasn't that fucking expensive, because you had income coming in, but, uh, Every time I think about that song, I like, kinda like take you back to the dude with the Lexus. And uh I realized I was such a different person back then and I tell people that to know me now like if you like me now, you probably wouldn't have liked me back then. And I, I uh you know, I didn't know at the time. It's like you look back and I, I those people that say no regrets, they, they irritate me because 'cause I'm like, well, no regrets often tells me like, you just don't, you just don't give a fuck, which is not a a good human trait sometimes, or that tells me you didn't learn anything. And to regret something to me tells me that you would go back and now that you know better, you would make a different decision and do something different. But it's going to be a whole other fucking episode coming up. But when I look back on myself in my twenties, I was like, man, I don't, I don't like who the fuck that was Uh, because I thought, you know, I'm on top of the game in the fucking tech world. I'm killing it in cash. I came from nothing, which only amplified an ego that I tell everybody today, don't fucking do that, because ego kills careers, and relationships, and friendships, and everything in between. But I think about who I was back with Alexis, and it was a transitional time, because I was just getting out of you know, where I grew up, no one had a Lexus, most people didn't have new cars, you know, I had a car before that, you know, you didn't know if it was going to start, so you kept a hammer, and the alternator, not the alternator, the starter, if the fucking starter didn't work, you need to cr- climb out of the fucking car, bang the shit out of the fucking starter with a hammer, and you, and you hope the shit would start, otherwise you'd walk, you had to walk back home, or wherever the fuck you were, or had a fucking payphone, right, and hope someone was going to, call you back on a pager and give you a fucking ride. But, you know, I went from that to a, a Nissan Maxima quickly to a Lexus. And I was still kind of, you know, from that same mentality of where I came from. And it was a different time for me where I was starting to accumulate money and have luxury items, but I was still kind of thinking the same way I was back home. And um, I, I remember like just changing trying to grow I guess is the best word and you know leaving part of that person behind not all of it because I still like some of that person um but there was some shit you had you know you left you had to leave behind and you probably heard me talk about that before in ep- other episodes but you know it's to go from that to that and I'm living on my own you know I got a brand new Lexus and I think about, you know, 15, 20 years later, I'm 35, going on, you know, when I was going on to 40, just how much shit changed. So when I play that song a lot, I uh, it doesn't make me reflect on how I got here and the road traveled and I changed quite a bit. Still um, got that mentality that I think a lot of times, yeah, that old, old fucking thing where, you know, don't mistake, you know, kindness for weakness or whatever. And, you know, it's that whole thought of, uh, sometimes being well-mannered, people think you're just nice. And it's like, I am well-mannered and I can be extremely nice, but it, they think they can, like, fuck with you or take advantage of you. And, like, that was one part I never want to leave behind where it's still got a little part of you that's like, if you fuck with me, I'm going to crack your head open type of, uh mentality where I came from anyways, and, you know, that's still with me. That has not gone away, but uh I remember, like, you know, transitioning from being a fucking idiot, to be honest, to uh, just growing the fuck up and, and dealing with shit differently. So 20s were, you know, very interesting times for me. But to move on to another lyric, uh, it's in The Hook, and... It goes, when it hits the fan, brother, whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you're going to be able to say that these brothers lied to you, Jack. And a couple, I mean, you know, that means a couple different things to me. And I'm going to just stick with one for the, the meantime here. But what I've noticed is there's going to be shit going on in, in like real time right fucking now, right in your face and... Something's going down and the person you're trying to help or you're trying to give advice to you're trying to just fucking guide them in any way possible and they got these people in their ears and you realize there's nothing you can do about it because they're just listening to the wrong fucking people and you know I think about that line, you know, you're gonna You're gonna realize that they you know they lie, they lied to you. And, you know, maybe these people aren't lying, but they just, their perspective on the situation or their viewpoint on life or where they're coming from is just wrong. It's not coming from a good place. It's maybe coming from their own hate or their own desire to get revenge or just how they see the fucking world. And, you know, I think we're all afforded the right to see the world however the hell we want to, but it doesn't mean that everyone's fucking right. So... I, I've seen it happen with people that I've gotten jobs, for example, and, you know, I got them well-paying jobs that it was probably more than they deserved, and then they started getting involved with, like, other people's work drama, so they started listening to, like, their friends at work, and they get drug into it, and I was like, look, man, fucking, you know, first rule of Wall Street, or whatever, mind your own fucking business, and... They just couldn't mind their own business, and it's, uh, sad because, you know, they were making quite a bit of fucking money, and now they're making about half of that 20 years later, because they got caught up in other co-workers' shit, and, you know, I I would often ask them, and this is coming from someone that owns multiple companies, that I've been, you know, employing, managing people since my fucking 20s, um, been there, done that, seen everything to fucking do with what it's like to manage and and employ people. And I had to ask them, do you do that? Does this person report to you? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay. So why do you, if you're doing your job 40 hours a week, I'm like, wait a minute, are you working 40? Are you busy doing your job 40 hours a week? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So if you're busy 40 hours a week doing your job, how the fuck do you know what this person's doing with their 40 hours? And, you know, like everything in life, blank stare. So I'm like, <laughs> so if you don't, if you're too busy doing your job to know what they're doing for, you know, their 40 hours and they don't even report to you, how do you actually know they're a good employee or a bad employee or if they're doing good work or bad work or, or anything? Again, blank stare. And I get it. Like, you wanted to stick up for your friend. And unfortunately, it's, you know, that whole, it's it's fucking show business, not show friends. And you wanted to believe anything this person said because they were your fucking friend. Even though you had no fucking clue what they were doing, if they were anything. You fucking knew nothing, man. It's like, so, well, I appreciate that loyalty and choosing sides. You know, you just pissed, you know, you got caught up in their drama So now you got fucking fired with them. So, you know, years later, they find out that the person they were defending was doing some terrible fucking shit at work. And it's like, you know, you blew up a good fucking job because you couldn't mind your own fucking business. And I see this happen all the time. It's in another series I'm working on called Headwind. It's a, a book. It's about navigating life in your 20s and 30s. And I'm like... Don't get caught up in co-workers drama because, <laughs> you know, the your co-workers always, always has their sides, but there are two sides to every fucking story. So when you start getting caught up with your friend's bullshit at work, why do you automatically identify with your friend instead of being objective and, and stepping back and saying, okay, maybe this person is fucking up. Maybe they're not doing good work. Maybe they're not getting their work done on time. Maybe they're starting a bunch of shit behind the scenes that I don't know anything about. But you don't do that. You go believe your friend and you get caught up in their shit with blind fucking loyalty. So you end up hating their manager or your manager or the company. And it's like, you actually got a good fucking job right now. And something that's going really good for you. And you're going to fuck it up on a bunch of hearsay. So... You know, I've had people I've helped out, you know, one person burnt me fucking twice, did this shit two times, and I never helped them again, but it's like, why can't you just go to work and do your job and mind your own fucking business? But it's like we can't mind our own business. We gotta be sticking our noses in everyone else's shit. So in the fucking line of twenty years from now, they're gonna be able to say these brothers lied to you and I have no idea what the original songwriter or what that even meant, but just trying to think of, like, the thoughts that sparks with me and the people I've dealt with, it's... There's so many people that just believe one side of the story right now in real time, and they don't stop and think and be objective, and then they ended up burning themselves down with their own fucking match. And it's like, you told them this was going to happen, but, like, everything in life... People always know more than you do. But, you know, let's keep moving. Um, you know, there's a little line here that I never claimed to have wings on. And for me, I think of, I never claimed to be an angel. And uh, I think anybody that does, just watch the fuck out. Um, anyone I've ever ran into in life that tells me that, you know, I'm a good Christian or... If they're leading with that, I'm already looking around my back to see who's stabbing me or, you know, who's going to fuck me over this time. And I've had a company do that once where we were signing them up on a contract and they were telling me uh, we're a good Christian company. And, you know, God damn it. Did they try to fuck us every way to sundown? Um, this was a full on, you know, vivid Ron, Jeremy porno with them trying to screw us over. And the whole relationship started with, You know, we're a good Christian company, but goddammit, did they find every way to fuck us. Um, Every time I hear that line, I never claim to have wings on. I I don't only think of, like, the people that tried to screw me who acted like they were angels or acted like, you know, this they were better because of whatever religion. Or it's like, man, usually it's, not usually, but often it's those fucking people that are some of the shadiest people because they're just covering themselves up, cloaked in... I'm a good person. It's like, it's like, if you got to say you're a good person often, all the time, like, why are you doing that? Like, what are you trying to cover up for? And it's like those people that say, I'm not going to screw you over. And then they, they screw you over or you're trying to sell somebody something like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, screw you. And it's like, all right. It's like, well, why are you saying that? Because you already know if you're starting a conversation with that, it, it's not a good thing. And then, you know, second thought on, I never claimed to have wings on is everyone does dirt. I don't care who you are. I don't care how perfect of a person you think you are or, or who you try to portray or act. Everyone does bad shit. We are, we are fucking animals at our core and motivated by completely different things as you go person to person and calculate in a human mind how we can justify almost any wrong. It's uh, everyone does some shit. It's just that not everyone gets caught or everyone talks about it. A lot of people just do their fucking dirt on their own and you'll never know about it. But everyone does some dirt. So anyone that's trying to claim they got those angel wings, I'm always suspect of them. And maybe just where I came from and growing up on the streets a little bit, you question everything and everybody. But anyone that claims they have the motherfucking angel wings, I'm just already sitting back thinking, all right, man, what kind of game are you running? And, uh, Also just accepting we all do some bad shit. And, you know, you try not to judge people all the time. Everyone's judged for almost everything. But if you can accept that everyone does some bad shit at some point, then uh, the world looks a little bit different to you. Another line that's just, I'm fucking scrolling through here real quick, but uh, I get mine by any means. Um, Whenever there's a drought, get your umbrellas out because that's when I brainstorm. And It's one of those things where, I think about it. I've been through two recessions since, you know, running my companies or having to take care of myself as an adult. Yeah, one you know, 2001 hit pretty quick. I was really young then. But, you know, droughts are going to hit and your, you know, your business is going to go up and down. There's going to be recessions where you lose your job. There's going to be times when this money's not flowing in and those are the times when that's where you kind of figure out where, what you're made of and your back's going to be pushed against the wall and you're, you're going to either fucking, you know, push off and fight or roll over and die. And I always feel like the downturns is when I've done some of my best work in 2001, 2008 and nine, where I got the most creative, where I knew that there was better days coming. So I kind of doubled down on things. I put more effort and time into creative work, more, you know, emphasis on getting creative and coming up with new strategies and marketing schemes and, and shifting and just not giving up. So it's, you know, I feel like sometimes we need the downturns to make us innovate, to evolve. And otherwise when shit's too good, it's too good. We just sit back and get fat, right? we, We fucking just kind of coast things are good I don't need to I don't need to switch up and get any better so it's like sometimes we need that drought and when I hear that line I'm just thinking of every time that things went bad or they went south that I didn't roll up in a ball and I went back to the drawing board and tried to come up with some new idea just knowing that I was gonna roll my sleeves up and scrap not you know run away and and hope things get better keep scrolling here and uh silly little line doesn't mean a whole lot to, to people listening but check out my hat yo peep the way I wear it like that line I just think of uh I feel like everyone needs some kind of swagger in life it, there's those people that you see just walking around that their life's miserable. You, you know they're probably trapped in a bad marriage and they got kids and they can't get out or, you know shit. Maybe they're alone, but their personality they can't get along with no one, so they're fucking alone. They just they look kind of down and out. they just got no swagger. There's no bounce in their step. There's just there's nothing about them That's just anything. It's just a uh, they're kind of walking around the planet just almost like a fucking carcass with you know, no further purpose, and it's, this is not what I ever wanted to be, like, I wanted to always have, I feel like I always got a song in my head when I'm walking, like, there's some kind of bounce, you know, music drives my life a lot, there's, you know, something going on in my mind, and I feel you always got to have some kind of fucking swagger, and, and kind of be upbeat, and when I hear that line, check out my hat, yo, peep the way I wear it, it's, you know, every once in a while you'll catch me with a backwards Detroit hat on, and it's uh, you know, at my you know, it went in my late thirties, I'm still wearing a backwards hat, and you get some stupid ass fucking comments from some ignorant ass people, and you know, you're too old to wear a hat, and it's just like, you know, what are you? You're losing your hair, and I'm like, motherfucker, I've been losing my hair since 22. If you know anything about me, my head's been shaved you know, since my early fucking 20s, and I don't give a shit about that, but again, it's just some ignorant ass motherfucker that doesn't even know you, but, uh, occasionally you hear those fucking things, and it's, uh, it's laughable, but what they don't know is, because they don't know me, is just, you know, when I wear my fucking Detroit hat backwards like that, it actually just reminds me of my old neighborhood, it reminds me of where I came from, um, it's just a certain way that I like to carry myself, and it's, just who I am at my very fucking core and it's uh you know you say you're either you're a product of your environment well that was kind of my environment it's you know it's it's where I grew up and how I grew up and that's how I carry myself and I uh I don't care how old I am I want to be 80 years old I'm still gonna have that backwards fucking Detroit hat on and and those people that don't like it can go fuck themselves so every time I hear that line I just think about just Man, go be who the fuck you are, and fuck what everybody else says. You get these people that are just trying to tear you down for any fucking reason, and it's like, it, it says way more about them than, than you on any given day, but... Um, it was funny, like, in the summertime, you know, I was out in the fucking you know, travel, I was in a city, and I had my fucking Detroit hat on, and I like wearing my Detroit hat when I travel, because I often, you know, run into other people from Detroit, or uh, people from the area recognize Detroit and you like spark the conversation up of, you know, are you from Detroit? And then, you, you know, the whole Detroit's coming back. And it's it's a good fucking conversation starter. But, you know, some guy was giving me fucking shit at the bar. And, you know, it's like, yeah, you're too old to have your hat on backwards. And I'm like, yeah, go fuck your mother. You know, whatever I fucking say to this idiot. Um... You know, then then I want to like laugh because, you know, he goes to the fucking bathroom and then his chick comes over and starts fucking flirting with me and my friend. And I kind of want to just like throw that back in his fucking face. But uh, it's like, oh, your chick doesn't think that I'm too old to have a backwards hat. (laughs) But it's like the stupid ass shit you encounter just trying to be who you are every day. And well, I'm not like always a huge fan of like no fucks given. It's like I have no fucks given towards people that don't know me, that know nothing about me. That can just walk up to a stranger and just start saying some negative ass, negative ass shit. And, um, well, comical at times. It just... You look at someone, it's like, you know, I'm about twice the size of this guy. And this guy's talking shit. And it's like, I could just beat you into the fucking ground. But I'm an adult now. So I'm just going to keep on moving here in my backwards Detroit head. And, you know, spare you another day. But... On that note, have one more line, and a couple more lines, and it's the most important part of the song. And it goes, no matter where you go, you are what you are, player. And you can try to change, but that's just the top layer. Man, you was who you was before you got here. So I use that line many times, a a month probably, when it comes to evaluating people in business and just um my my social circles are always evolving and i'm trying to like analyze who they are and where they came from and what are they all about and when we're hiring people for our companies it's like you know where they come from and what are they all about and if you're in a relationship those people that try to hit you with you know i changed motherfucker you ain't changed all right so i got this thing where I have experienced it personally evaluating people and then, granted, small sample size, but I was talking to an industrial psych- psychologist once and I was trying to run my concept by them and you know, they, they put a stamp of approval that, you know, as far as, you know, their professional work goes, that this is correct. And the thought is, you know, by the time that you're, you know, 18, 20 years old, like behavior modification is nearly impossible. I feel like, you know, by the time you're 20, you're kind of set in your ways. And when I was talking to psychologists about that, you know, you know, a lot most people kind of stay the same. Um, unless there's like a major life event. You know, for me, example, the life I was living when I was, uh you know, 16, 17 years old, I significantly changed my life after my best friend died. So it took... You know, my, since four years old, my, my best childhood friend to be fucking dead in the street for me to say, I'm going to get the fuck out of this life and go do something else. If that doesn't happen, I don't think my behavior changes. Um, Probably back in the fucking old hood right now, I'm probably not, I'm probably, you know, fucking dead or locked up or did some other stupid fucking shit. But it took like your best friend dead in the street for me to change my life. And when you look at people that didn't have like major life altering events, you realize they are who they are. So every time someone tells me they've changed, I just giggle inside because what I realized people likes and dislikes change. Like, you know, they may not like burgers today, 10 years later from now, they, they might get back in the red meat and like burgers. So like likes and dislikes seem to change. But if you're a liar, you're usually a liar. If you're a cheat. You're probably always a cheat. And it's just, if you're cheap, you're always going to be fucking cheap. It's just one of if you're all negative, you're probably always going to be negative. I mean, if you're overly positive, you're probably always going to be overly positive. Unless there's a major life event that changes you. So, this is a very important lyric to me is, you know, you can, you can change the top layer. You can change your clothes and your hair. You can get contacts and glasses. You can do all these fucking things, but... You are not fundamentally changing who you are. It's like you were who you were when you got here. And I love that fucking line so much because I feel like whether it was family, friends, people in business, relationships, people are always trying to tell you how they changed. And God damn it, have we not all learned to not fall for that shit anymore? They will look you in the fucking eyes and say, I've changed. Motherfucker, you haven't changed a bit. And I think one of the greatest life lessons I can fucking teach anybody. And I'm not even teaching you because you heard it before. I just hope this is the first time you're listening. That when someone tries to pull that shit on you, especially in relationships, right? If if they cheated on you, they'll cheat again. If they lied to you, they're going to fucking lie again. And all these things that they said they weren't going to do, they're going to fucking do them, man. So don't fall for that bullshit. You know, it's... You'll fall for it three, four, five times, and you'll do it again. It's like, stop giving people the benefit of the doubt, because every time you give them the benefit of the doubt, it just ends up costing you something, because they're lying. You know, they might not even be lying. I think sometimes people believe their shit so much that they really think they changed, and it's just them believing their own bullshit, because... The fucking lies that are easiest to believe are are the ones you tell yourself. So, they might actually believe they fucking changed until they fuck you over again. And you're sitting there stuck and stupid saying, you know, why am I fucking bleeding out? It's like, well, because you fell for the same shit once again. I'm saying don't fall for that shit. But, uh... Anyways, that's what I got. I could go on, you know, there's fucking probably five more lines I could go on easy on a, on a fucking bad day and talk about this for another half an hour, but I'm not going to make you suffer through that much more on this episode. But uh, until then, I'm going to catch you on the next one.